0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. It's another episode of Duckies and Dargins. As always, my name is Mayhem, and I'm going to be your DM for this evening. Welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, but you know what? We're here. We're going to have a fantastic session. We're going to dive back into the hunt for Salathir. I'm not even going to bother doing a uh a recap for the last session because you're muted, asshole.
1: The recap. Do uh. the recap. Cause you don't want me to do it.
0: Okay. Do the uh, recap. Okay. I understand Anon needing a recap because for reasons I won't
1: dive It's Tradition, on. you always do the recap. You always do it. It's tradition. Don't go against <sighs> tradition.
0: Okay. They got a lead, they chased him down, Hilara hey, got beat to a pulp, that's where we ended. There you go. I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree.
2: Mm-hmm. I you, agree got, you got beat to a fucking pulp and you know it. Okay, can I tell the listeners what you asked me and what my response was? The day after that, that uh, <laughs> encounter?
1: Sure. So Mayhem,
2: Mayhem asked, by the way, you took a lot of uh, damage in that fight. Uh, be honest, did you die? I was like, no. right. I didn't ask if you died. I, I died, but did you Did you go down to zero? I was like, no, mayhem. I was left to one HP at the end of that fight. Holy fuck. <laughs>
1: one HP, but because of... I didn't want to take away from the roll paper. Versus...
2: Oh yeah, by the way, before Lara goes on a murderous rampage on fucking uh, Glon, let's heal. I was like, nah, I need to probably just... Can't do it wrong,
0: but, so yeah, 1 yeah. HP. So. Yeah, 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 I got you down to 1 HP. And, uh, Adon, how much damage did you take in that entire fight? A whole load of fuck-all.
3: <laughs> if you could find her?
0: I do have
4: some damage, actually. Uh-huh. Actually,
0: okay, okay, well, let's just, let's see what the future brings. She's Hopefully.
4: just got that
2: flex tape armour!
0: <laughs> Listen...
2: no
3: she don't she has active camo what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) On
2: am gone gone. need
3: that (laughs) i Invisitate
0: (laughs) anyway ladies and gentlemen if you haven't listened to the last episode of duckies and darkens please go ahead and do so also also uh, this episode is going to be going live at the usual time so on a Friday uh, but I'm going to be conducting a little experiment here, so recently uh, there was a post on a festival forum that I am a par- I'm a member of, and we were discussing hobbies, so I may or may not have advertised the fact that I do duckies and dargons, and I told about 5,000 people the name of the podcast, so here's a little test there, if you're from the Bloodstock Metal Forum Facebook page. Answer the Q&A that's attached to this uh, to this episode. On Spotify, you should be able to find it. If not, head on over to anchor.fm and then find this recent episode and uh, answer the Q&A. Just doing a little experiment because a lot of you motherfuckers said that you were going to come and check out the the podcast. And I do acknowledge that between when this gets uploaded and the next like, 96 hours nobody's gonna answer it because it's the weekend of the festival and you're all gonna be
1: drunk (laughs) in the field
2: ducky what you've basically done is you've basically responded to to those people saying they were gonna listen to all right bet (laughs) bet
0: (laughs)
1: that's basically what you've done
0: (laughs) but yeah if you guys uh if you guys have followed us here from the bloodstock metal forum facebook page please let me know and uh no doubt if you're smart enough or if you're not too hungover (laughs) You'll be able to put two and two together as to who commented the name of a a D&D podcast and who I portray myself as when I'm actually running these sessions. But nonetheless, ladies, gentlemen, and people everywhere in between. (sighs) Over to the players. As you uh, stand (laughs) still within this somewhat somewhat derelict farmhouse Matar Glan's Glott- body has literally been smeared across the wooden floorboards like butter on toast. Ilara has, as she has just uh, stipulated, she has just left. It is getting towards middle of the evening. It's about 7pm. Uh, the sun is setting in the Vardorian sky.
1: So, uh, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. You guys have the con. I will let my, my friends go first. Okay, so where am I standing at? Uh, do we still have the map? I don't, no, I, I think the map down.
0: Uh, you're still in the farmhouse. <clears throat> Whereas, like I said, Hilara's
1: just left. Uh, okay, so it's just us three in the farmhouse, then? Yeah. Hmm. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Zaris, Anon, you guys got any ideas? Uh, Somebody needs to go check up on... Alara. Okay, when they're thinking, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. Trust <laughs> me. So, as Alera leaves the building, and
2: you'll remember at the end of the last episode that uh, Alera's shadow had sort of stood behind her next to the three or few and was doing the whole Nathan Fillion pointing the finger
1: at and at and. Mm uh-huh. hmm. <laughs> the shadow turns, faces the three or few just looks at you, turns your head around, oh, sorry, the shadow turns its head around,
2: points to the door, and the shadow just goes outside and reconnects with the
1: disembowler. The disemboweler outside is... takes a sort of, uh... It's the inside of her sort of jacket, or her sort of coat pocket, black, a black pocket, and then just sort of lifts up her t-shirt, or... Not T shirt but corset
2: type thing, so I'll be probably more looking down and ex is examining the cats narcotic damage, all the sort of trauma she took there. and she is going to take one uh her
1: say, second to last medium potion, just gonna down it <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> she'll s- she'll smash the potion glass on the ground. And then she is going to, yeah, fuck it. She's going to activate her ring.
2: You and you are going to fly around, and she's going to plane shift back to the house, back home. Oh, now if you, if any of you guys are, I mean, I presume the door is wide open, so you would have, you would have seen Alera do this if you were paying attention. You, you would have seen sort of like you, you, uh, you can fly in pain shifter back home. And then Alera gets to the house, and then before I do any more RP, I'll let what the, the party want to do first, so I don't
1: hog too do much. Okay.
3: Well, upon Zara saying that we're going to have to go check on Alera, uh, Mildur would have been on his way to the door, and he would have been holding up a finger, and... Mm-hmm. Just before he can even say anything, he's gonna see Alara plane shift out. He's gonna to turn to Xeris and Anon and just basically say,
1: Cheat on. I take it you guys need a lift home. I'll walk. Seafling? Yeah. Let's just go home. Anyone need a lift other than Anon since she's going to walk? Yeah, I'll take a lift. Alright, then I'm going to use my
3: plane shift. Actually, I'm going to use my... I'm going to use my necklace around my neck to uh, activate the... uh, Statuette in the foyer so that we
0: can both get home.
1: Oh.
3: I know, fancy right? I was
0: gonna say, look at you getting all fucking fancy.
1: It is. <laughs> I do it in
0: style. Uh-huh. Okay, so before we head back to... uh... your home... Let's go to Anon. Anon! What's going... What, what, what's going on with Anon? During this uh, this long walk home.
1: Eh, well,
4: they plane shift off,
0: uh-huh.
4: and Anon looks around her, and she goes to the closest tavern, and steps inside.
3: Okay. All of a sudden, it explodes, now
1: again. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of a sudden, is it still open? Yeah, Yeah. there's...
0: Quite a few, there's quite a few taverns still open at this time of night.
4: Cool. Um, she's going right up to the bar,
0: okay. Uh, standing behind the bar, you see this uh jet black skinned dwarven female that is barely like she can barely see over the bar top, and she is just standing there. Uh, placing glasses on shelves behind the bar, and then frantically beginning to start pouring several drinks at the same time. She looks over in your direction and go. if you're looking for a drink, you're going to have to give me a second, because these greedy fucks are taking up most of my time.
4: I'll wait.
0: So about two, three minutes goes by before she patters all the way over to you hoist herself up onto a small box so that she can get a better look at it and goes, Ah, right, well, sorry about that. Um, what'll it be? Food? Drink? Both? Room?
4: Drink? Your strongest.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Got a feisty one here. You see she reaches under, pulls out this somewhat dusty, somewhat chipped Green glass bottle with a, a really long cork. I'm talking about three, three and a half inches long. That's sticking out from the top of the bottle. Uh, she uncorks it and pours this.
4: I'll take the bottle.
0: Uh, you, you watch as she goes to pour a shot of it. She just looks at you, eyes wide, and goes. Alright, you clearly don't plan on waking up tomorrow.
3: So uh no. Room I'm The label set the label says premium unleaded.
1: What'd you say there, Anon? on? I'm walking home. Oh honey dear. Once you've
0: had four or five of these you won't be able to walk.
4: That's the point.
0: You know, I don't got it in me to argue with elves tonight. Here, knock yourself out. That'll be 15 gold, love.
4: Thank you. I'm just going to make the adjustments while i remember.
1: Okay. Maybe I should have
3: given the pin to (laughs) Anon. Maybe.
0: (gasps) So Anon, with your bottle of very, very strong alcohol, which you do not know its type, it's uh origin you don't know nothing about it
4: does not care right now she is drinking to forget
0: okay go ahead and make me a con save after your first three drinks
4: she's drinking while she's walking home
1: oh jesus okay this could get real interesting Suddenly, you smell colors. If you can see
0: sounds. Nine.
3: Nine. Okay. Okay. it was right.
0: So, at the, at the pace you're drinking, you get two streets over by the time you've taken three swigs from this bottle, and it hits you. Your face goes flush. Your whole body feels much warmer than it was even about 10 minutes ago. There's a cool breeze along the streets of Amdale, but it's it's amplified more because of the the potency of this alcohol you You feel your fingertips beginning to uh to tingle, you start looking down the entire length of the street ahead of you, and it's almost like just at the at the convergence point it's starting to sway ever so slightly.
1: Go ahead and make me a survival check with disadvantage to see if you can find your way home. Don't mind me, I'm not as stinky as you drunk I am. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it is 11.
1: Okay.
4: And um, as Anna's feeling a bit flushed and there's Cobra, she's starting to kind of like unbutton and like kind of undo her clothing a bit so she can get more air onto her
0: <laughs> oh jesus Okay. i am the knight okay i uh, will say that you get another five or six streets over go ahead and
1: make me a con save with what i should say is disadvantage she starts running through the streets going na 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 na. Nah, nah. I-
0: a five. Fuck me. Okay.
4: Anon, anon, anon. anon. I am
2: Batman.
4: At this point, anon.
2: Where's my chicken nuggets?
0: <laughs> Listen, don't talk about chicken nuggies. Uh,
4: you know, I am fine
0: and on, you see two crowns guard very gingerly approach you as you are staggering across the entire breadth of the street. They approach you stay about 15 feet away from you. And they're just looking at you. This rosy-cheeked drow who's unbuttoned like the top three buttons of her shirt and is just very drunkenly swaggering. The in- like, But you're going from curb to curb. From sidewalk can, to can sidewalk. You,
4: can can you make the street stop swaying? I am trying to
0: <laughs> And she throws up.
1: What
3: have you seen my back cave?
0: As you vomit Anon, you watch as the Crown's Guard on the le- on your left, although you're seeing three of him. Uh, you watch as he takes a step back, as your vomit just splatters across the cobblestones, narrowly missing him. You see now, from what you can tell in your, your drunken state, and the fact that there's three of him, you think he's an older air with a really short white goatee. You're not entirely sure, but he's looking at you. He's got both of his hands up and he's going, miss.
4: there. Why is there carrots? I haven't eaten. Why is there always carrots?
0: Miss, is there somewhere we can take you to make you more comfortable?
4: You
1: can take me home. And where is home? At my house. And where is your house? (laughs) Listeners at home, she's too busy laughing downstairs. It is on it's on the street where I live. (laughs) Swear to god. Oh, it's in, um do <laughs> At this point the Crimes guard just look to each other and say you know, she doesn't seem harmless.
0: She's probably not gonna hurt anybody. And she'll you know what, she'll find her way home. Like she she's too far gone. And it's not like we can get an, a straight answer out of her anyway. And then they turn back to you, miss. You, you can just... you
4: stop swaying it I'm, I get...
0: I'm not moving, ma'am.
4: There's four of you
1: now.:
0: Yeah, there's four of us because we all 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 six
1: of us want to make sure that you get home okay It's that way and she she just points forward. All right, well, you, you keep
0: walking that way then, okay, miss? And you just stay out of trouble, okay? Okay. You watch Anon as all six of
1: the Crown's Guard just walk very slowly past you. Anon. <laughs> uh, so, whilst all this is going down,
0: as Zarus and Meldir arrive back home, Uh, I'll say about
1: 60 to 90 seconds after Alera. What are you guys doing? First of all, when Alera's plane shifted into the home, was there anyone close
2: by or is it pretty empty? Uh, I mean,
0: there's candles and lanterns lit, which means that at least Vlar's home, but you don't see
1: her. Is Kala in the vicinity. No, Kala's back in Skara. Perfect. So,
2: if Flora's not around, and if it's basically just empty, Alera is going to go to her
1: room... ...and lock the door. Okay. I'm not sure what she's doing yet, but she's just... locked. Okay. Meldeer, Zaris, what are you two doing once you arrive home?
3: Well, as soon as we poof in do i see anna or not anna but uh Alara doing her
2: thing with the door uh you probably would have heard it because
1: Alara yeah. wasn't being quiet about it yeah you you'd have. sorry heard the it. justin Byler wasn't being quiet about it
3: yeah you'd have heard it but you wouldn't have seen it uh, all right demon child do you
1: want me to check on her or do you want to check on her Um <clears throat> I'll let you check on her this time. Alright. I was planning on dying tonight, but okay.
3: <laughs> so um, it's that Larry, you're in your room, right?
2: Yeah, but would you be making yourself heard going outside her door?
3: i actually would yes uh melder's gonna make his way up the stairs and uh approach the door even, are you going
1: to knock or are you going to speak i'm gonna do both okay if uh, as soon as you knock you were alera doesn't speak however her shadow goes through the door
2: and the shadow is just staring you straight in the eye, and there's just... Now, the shadow is calm, it's not hostile, it's... the shadow's relaxed, its shadow weapons are sheathed, and the shadow's just looking at you,
1: and is just pointing to the door that the, that is in, and the shadow is just shaking its head, going... And the shadow's going to go back into the room. If anything, the shadow seeming a bit more after the last experience. The shadow seeming a bit more not mortal. What's the word I'm looking looking for? Um...
2: seeming more like a person than a shadow. More sentient.
1: That's it. The shadow seems sentient. But the shadow goes back into the door. Back. Alright. We'll be waiting downstairs then, champion. And Meldir's just gonna step away from the door and walk back downstairs. <laughs> okay. Anon, give me another survival check with this
0: advantage to see if you can continue finding yourself along the generic directional
3: path towards home.
4: It is
1: a seven. Oh, shit.
3: Well, she's ended up in the ethereal realm.
0: No, where... Okay, Anon, where you're supposed to be going east, you just go straight north. For, like... I am going ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For like, half an hour, you're actually getting
1: close to like the top, like the northern curve of the economic sector. His. Houses. Oh, Ducky!
0: Oh, God. You see this? Stray dogs uh just sort of shuffling along the edge of the street that as soon as you you say that it just looks at you and well nope, runs away
1: No, no don't you?
0: Funny thing is I can hear this both in the session and from downstairs.
4: <laughs> Enjoying yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, j- just a little bit. <laughs> so Anon. Yeah, wh- I think where are you Anon going? just kind of slides down a wall. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're passing the fuck out. You're, she's upset. She's upset. Okay. We venture back to the to the home. Meldeer, what are you doing? Oh, Meldeer's not here right now, so Zarus, what are you doing?
5: Uh, well, Meldeer went up
1: to go and check on Alara, so I'm assuming that I would go off and let's see. Um, I'm just going to go get ready for sleep, I guess, because there's nothing
5: I really need to do. Okay.
0: So while Smelledy away, we're going to go back to Anon for what I think may be the final roll that we make her do in her drunken state. So, Anon, you're going to roll another survival check with disadvantage. If you fail on this check, you will spend the night sleeping on the street in a drunken
1: stupor. Never oh, 16! Mi- never mind, you pass. Uh, not right. It hits you. Like a wet flannel
0: straight to the face. This, not, much, not so much a sobering thought, but just that, hang on a second, this isn't, this isn't home. Home's that way.
4: That oh way. I, I, miss, I missed, I <sighs> missed. Wrong turn.
0: <gasps> I will say that it takes you about an hour to get from where you currently are to home.
4: And don't kind of just stumbles in and it just collapses at the front door. Okay.
1: Like, the door is still open. Ilara, we're going to pop to you. What are you doing inside your room? A request. Oh, a request. I need you to let me know, because drow,
2: long rest, counts for four hours, just to confirm. Uh-huh. Four hours, is a long rest for a drow. As soon as those four hours are up, I need you to let me
1: know, because nothing happens until that point. Oh, God. Nothing happens until that point. Well, it would have been about an hour and a half that you're home. I know Meldeer was checking up on you and was told that, you know, basically, you
0: know, don't, don't, don't do anything by your shadow. Um... So we can, we can fast-forward that two and a half hours to make it to the four-hour mark.
2: If Zarus and Meldeer don't have anything else planned, I don't want to take away from them.
0: Well, Zarrus <laughs> said that he was basically going to get ready for sleep, so...
1: Okay. <clears throat> okay, so you're saying we're, we're going forward four hours? Uh-huh. Right, okay.
2: Alera is doing her long rest in the style... Sorry, the is doing her
1: long rest, in the style of meditation. Legs crossed. Hands up, just sitting down there. I'd say maybe about 20-30 minutes after that long rest, Elera is still meditating. But the shadow... <clears throat> God, don't butcher this, Rob. The Shadow takes its rapier out, and it has it in a defensive position, sort of like, vaguely just sort of like pointing down at a... sort of a southwest angle. And the Shadow, with its left hand, goes to touch the disemboweler on her right shoulder. Before the Shadow can even touch Alera, Ilyra ignites her rapier, and clashes it with the Shadow's rapier. Okay. Not. Yet. And, so there's going to be a bit of, like, sort of to and fro tug, tug of warring kind of thing, just pushing, pushing against each other.
2: And the Shadow is then just going to disappear, rejoin with the Disemboweler and Alera is going to go downstairs. Okay. Now what time would this be Mayhem? Probably about middle of the night? Uh, about 11.30. The time. 11.30, close to midnight. Is anyone downstairs?
0: Uh, funnily enough, as you, as you get to the bottom of the stairs, onto that ground level, you see Anne on there, past the fuck out, lying face down on the floor, just completely <laughs>
1: unconscious how far is, uh, sofa to the door? Uh, we'll call it 50, about 25 feet. Anon, I apologize.
2: <laughs>
0: You're getting dragged. I'm good.
1: <sighs>
2: Get out of my fucking head, man! <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going I know I'm gonna have to make a roll for this anyway, but Alera, uh, with her, sorry, the distant uh, this is so bloody confusing. Like, <laughs> I'm confused myself here. So we'll just say for the safety, Alera with her right hand grabs Anon's right hand and just drags her across the floor towards the sofa. I will do
1: my strength. Check on that one, Dean. Don't worry.
3: No more. I don't, I don't want to go to school yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's
2: gonna be a four, so I probably expect that Anna would wake up as hilarious attempting this. No, no, no. You, <laughs> just,
0: you just have a you much know. harder time than you anticipated dragging your friend across the
1: floor. To be honest, this is half-assing it, to be honest. Because she would have seen oh, uh, Anna on the floor, <clears throat> just sort of like, ah, uh, oh, for fuck's sake, right, get away from the door, any doubt.
2: So she'll just drag her to the sofa, she's not even going to try and pick her up and put her on the sofa, she's just going to drag her right next to
1: the sofa. And then Alera is going to... go out for a cigarette, because Adam was lying in the doorway. <laughs> so she, she, uh, Alera just goes out for a cigarette. Or five. Comes back in sight. Have you guys frozen there? No, no. No. No, well, no. I'll say a good, a
2: good handful of cigarettes, and then Alera's going to go back inside, grab some fucking juice, or liquid or whatever, and just go the fuck off back upstairs. But the shadow then is going to, once Alera goes in the room, she's going to lock the door out, and the shadow is
1: just going to stand outside her doorway. Like a guard. Okay. And I really hope I've not butchered all this. I probably have, and I apologize. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the... The shadow is just standing inside her door, less locked. And is just gonna go back to meditating. Well, light meditating now, she's- she's had her long rest. Yet yeah, to be honest, DM. <laughs> okay. So, I think, with everybody having come to a plateau
0: of what to do for the evening? I think we will cut to the following morning, so everybody gets a long rest, restore your hit points, spell slots, all that good
1: jazz. So, uh, who would logically be the first one awake in the morning? I see. I it to be honest, or Anon uh, depends on what handlers like. Oh no, no, no! An- Anon's probably <laughs> going to be the last one. Yep. <laughs> Then I'll just say Alera goes down to the table, plunks her arse in the seat, the Shadow is sitting next to her, not saying anything, and Alara's probably just checking over her weapons and gear, taking a sharpener, okay. and
2: in her mind she wants to go after the Revenant.
1: Okay. Who, who is first on the list of four. Yeah. Can't say anything until the others gap, so. Hey. <laughs> well, I'll let you guys roleplay. Right.
3: As with normal fashion, Meldeer always goes back to the Onyx Key to sleep, so he's gonna. Reappear. He's gonna portal back into the house the next morning. <clears throat> Essentially, look around and. He's just going to stand there thinking for a moment as if he's trying
1: to ascertain whether or not he should even bother with Alaire at the moment or not. Is anyone else around? I don't know. Anon, Zyrus, are you around?
0: Is Anaheim still laying in the foyer? No, 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 no. Lara dragged her and put her on
2: the sofa. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no on, on the, the sofa, I put her next on the, to the sofa. Oh, right,
1: okay. Because <laughs> she was in the way of the doorway from my smoke. Ah, okay. So she, she, So she's still on the floor then?
3: Yeah.
4: She yeah. is still passed out.
3: <laughs> milder's gonna walk over to Anna and uh <clears throat> Anna. What is the state of your pukey pukey?
4: You're not getting a response.
3: No, I, I was just asking you in general. I wasn't well, asking Anna. Like, uh, in character. general,
4: she she's puked once, but then she's fine. She I don't uh, think she's going to puke again unless I wake up. Mayhem makes me roll constitution and I fail.
3: Uh, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to use prestidigitation on her to, you know, kind of... If anything did happen, pukey-puky-wise, she would
1: at least, you know, be... Yeah looking better than she did. Okay. And I would try to pick her up, but I'm a warlock. I'm not a barbarian.
0: (laughs) You know there are other classes that utilize strength, right, Overkill? Right. Uh Uh-huh. But they don't matter, do they? (laughs) All Alright. Well, I'll say that at whatever point when you guys all wake up, yeah, have yourself some breakfast. Go about the start of your morning. Ilara,
1: hey what's the plan here? What's the plan, Disembowler? I know what I know what you want to do, but how are you gonna relay that to your friends? Be very, very quiet. We're hunting assholes. Uh...
2: <laughs> Lara says nothing while
1: she's eating the breakfast. she In fact, she's not said a single word to any of y'all. She's just... Fluids, eating, the shadow is still sitting next to her. Valera is
2: just looking fueled with rage, and the shadow looks completely
1: calm. And if you guys will easily notice this, Elara doesn't say anything apart from two words. Revenant. Next. And then she's gonna look towards the party. No uh, further I word, don't... just Revenant. Next. Anon has
4: her head on the table and she just gives a layer of thumbs up. She does- she's only got coffee and she, she put whiskey in it.
0: This coming from the, lead, the the woman ladies and gentlemen who doesn't drink IRL and all of a sudden she's getting pissed out of her face.
4: I gotta do it I somewhere.
2: advise you sober the
3: fuck up. Based on her roles, I'd say character-wise. And on character-wise, doesn't drink,
2: either. <laughs> well, so Lara's just going to say, like, to repeat there, so Lara's going to say, I advise you sober the fuck up. her. And Alera is just going to look slowly at... Now. I understand. Revenant, next. I understand
3: it's you. Get a grip
1: on yourself. A drow tilts her head. Click. Click. Excuse me. I know about your
3: past, Disembowler. I know the way you function. But right now is not the time for the disembowler to be this way. When you're on the hunt, I understand. But at home. You need to be a Lara. The
2: drive looks down. No. No. Not until Salathir is sitting on my mantelpiece. No. ASMR. No. And then um Ellera is going to aggressively but not to destroy anything. Hands on the table. Stand up. We'll kick the chair or the stool behind her. We'll go outside, have a cigarette, and the shadow just remains at the table. <laughs> just sitting there. Tilts the head towards the door that this not has gone outside. Looks to Melvier. Now, I don't know how a shadow would be able to convey this, but in a way trying to apologise for... her actions. I don't know right. how she would really convey that, but...
3: Rob, can I ask you something about this real quick? Yeah, sure. When it comes to you and your shadow, apparently Alera in its own right is a split personality, correct?
2: Okay. Uh, mayhem, <laughs> will you let me to yeah, yeah. briefly say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alera doesn't have split personality, nor is she bipolar, so to speak. However... When she was in her days, everything was a shield. So, effectively, what you're seeing is her mask, and Alera is the properly emotional one. So, what you see is still Alera, but she has that mask welded on right now. And well, that there... mask was to trust no one, was to have rage. But I see no. where you're coming from on the split. Now, no, no, hang on a sec
3: the reason I ask this is because I want to know if the shadow is essentially Alara's side of things and the disemballer is another side of things
2: um um
3: like if the shadow comes out while you're Alara, it could be the disembowler, That's the shadow. Or if you were the disembowler, the shadow comes out, and that shadow is basically Alara's mindset.
0: Oh, DM! <laughs> hey, it's your fucking character. I've told you this a billion times. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm not complaining.
5: Yes. Okay, that's what whenever, I figured. Because that's the whenever Alara's
2: in combat. It's the disembodler. It's her mask that is the shadow. When the disembodler, when the mask is essentially Alera, it's the softer side that shadow. It's very sort of can be confusing for listeners, and I do apologize. But that's essentially so. Not split personality, but just think of it as the mask. That's what I was
3: get. That's what I was figuring from that. So yeah. I just wanted to get that cleared. Oh, so I,
2: I I just want to clap, but that that was, that was that was good. Made it too obvious, but that was good. That's, so yeah. So yeah. basically, you've got you have Alara's spirit sitting at that table in the shadow form right now, <laughs> so to So yeah.
3: it, based on that, Melder's gonna look straight at the shadow, and all he's gonna say is.
2: Are you sure you're in control the shadow is going to nod and yes for now for now
0: yeah,
3: yeah. I- dm
0: so Oilers. you're basically gonna do the whole
3: <laughs>
2: shoulder nudge and nod like what what the shadow does is essentially just. The shadow just looks directly- well, you don't know where they're looking exactly, but the shadow is looking like it's looking at you, and it's just doing the Yes. And I don't know how it would convey, but the disemboweler is out because the shadow saw fit. Give herself that mask. Right. It was the only way we should really sort of focus and not let her emotions get in the way. And that was only set the minute Balin spoke to her in a cell. It was the minute it triggered. So. Yeah, I'm surprised!
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a question out there for the, uh, the bounty hunter. Uh huh. How do you plan on taking down the Revenant?
2: Well, we know that he's in one of the chapels, and I believe Glon said which chapel he was at. I believe. Did he? I believe he didn't, believe I
0: was,
3: he didn't I would, say but, which one specifically. He just said he was in the chapel.
2: Yeah, there was one that was in the chapel. There's one that was in the warehouse. Salathir had two potential hiding locations: either one chapel or warehouse as well. If I remember. So, just to be in the safe side. I'm going to need to make, I'm not sure what kind of roll, to contact the guild. Uh.
0: No, no, I won't make a roll for it. You sure?
2: Yeah. Okay. keep. Two questions.
0: Well, good morning to you too.
2: Revenant. Thank you for
3: calling the Assassin's Guild.
2: Please hold. <laughs> Excommunicado. Hey, no, um... <laughs> hey, oh. hey, 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 hey! I don't need us getting fucking cancelled, okay?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> That's what just gonna say. Two questions on Revenant. Where does he reside? And is there a bounty on his head, or her head? I believe there is a chapel or a warehouse they reside in.
0: Hey, hang on a second. So what you don't see is that the bar the bartender is pulling out that same notebook that they they had when you were at the at the guild headquarters. Yeah, Solomon Ray, aka the Revenant. Resides in the Chapel of Storms on the southeastern side of Armdale. It's an old abandoned chapel dedicated to the Storm Lord. Has Any it? followers? Uh. Yes and no. Nobody really follows the Storm Lord here in Armdale, but.
2: Are they r- a cult or a religion?
0: About as much of a religion as any of the other any of the other gods, you know. People worship other gods
2: other than our own pantheon. Does he commit sermons? Sorry, does he conduct sermons?
0: He conducts sermons. Yeah, he conducts mass every day for people who are willing to come and listen to him preach. Doesn't mean that they are that way inclined. There's folks going into a church for. You know, to hear hear sermons. You know,
2: the chapel of storms. Where
0: exactly again, Barkeep? Southeast, probably about. uh... Fucking remember correctly. It's probably about four hundred yards east of what is now the reduced to rubble part of the entire Grand
2: Temple. Okay, potential bounty. I mean,
0: I mean, there's coin up for grabs, but I, I don't think coins
2: what you're interested in here. I think you're more the. uh, I'm after info and coin. I am, a, I am aligned with the guild. I have realigned myself with them. I tell you what. If he is a potential bounty, I'll I tell you, I, I oh. tell you what.
0: You give me an hour. <laughs> give me an hour. I'll get back to you. I got. A, I got to get a, to this place. From the
2: coin, how long is it going to take to get to the chapel?
0: Well, from the candlestick maker, it'll probably take you about 30, 35 minutes.
2: I will wait one hour. Third point, bonus point, bonus question. Have you made contact with the Harbingers?
0: I mean, nobody makes contact with the Harbingers unless somebody needs to have something sorted, but... I did hear about your little uh, your little bout of success yesterday taking down the snitch. Good work. Well, I have his hand still. Okay, I don't need to know why you're keeping trophies, but uh, you You needed proof.
2: You needed proof. I brought you the damn proof. I will dump it on my way. I will dump it behind the trash into the candlestick maker. I'll be in one hour's time. Sure, you go ahead and do that. Can I expect something for Glon other than information? He must have had some bounty if he was kicked out from the guild. Well,
0: I'd hate to disappoint you and tell you that he'd already paid his price, but sure, I'll see what the guild can come up with and see if there's any, uh, thankfulness that the treasurer can come up with for uh, your services.
2: Good. I expect both points to be said within the hour as you stated. Thank you, barkeep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you too. Happy hunting. So so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. We we both we both thought the same thing. What's the plan, Alera? Are you leading your team, or are you, uh, are you being a lone wolf for two days
2: in a row? Alera world? is going to go into the house and just say we have one hour before we leave. I'm expecting contact from my bloody barkeep. After then, I'm going after Revenant. Stay here on Wallow, or join me. Don't care. But I expect some assistance. Going
3: to some Balor. You're gonna see Meldear reach into his robe and pull out a small packet. He's gonna hand it to you. What he is handing you is something that he's held onto for a while and has a good abundance of, called the Dust of Disappearance. What it is, is a small packet. This powder resembles very fine sand, there is enough of it for one use. When you use an action to throw the dust into the air, you and each creature and object within 10 feet of you become invisible for 2d4 minutes duration is the same for all subjects and the dust is consumed when its magic takes effect. If a creature affected by the dust attacks or casts a spell, the invisibility ends for that creature. And Mildred going to hand a packet of it to you and he's going to hand a packet of it to Anon and Xeris.
2: Dust. And is going to like, I think up the right hand and she's like, made... you're not just giving me ground.
3: It's dust that makes you invisible, disembower.
4: Don't need it, but thank you. And uh, she hands yeah. it back to you.
3: Yes, I forgot the uh, the rogue has exceptionally high invisibility skills. Apparently.
2: Yeah. Can we have a ring? <laughs> Please no, don't just... take out a contact, listeners. <laughs> what?
3: Yeah, Mildred gets down on 1D and says, Do you accept this dust?
2: <laughs> <Won't I? laughs> so.
3: No, but he's going to hand a packet of dust to you. And if Anna's not going to take hers, and I'll just keep it in my inventory. But, Zaris, are you going to take it?
5: I mean, I reckon, yeah.
2: Alrighty. Elera so. looks at Zaris. I expect your brother, and I still have our deal to fight alongside one another. Yeah, you'd be correct. And there's gonna look our left hand and check. Bizarre? Yeah, I take it. Good. Good. One hour till I get contact for the barkeep. Then we're going to the Chapel of Storms. It's uh, 400 odd yards from the southeast. Chapel of Storms. Some cults, some fucked up in and I don't know, just. Target one. One hour.
0: I love how you're calling general populace Fucked up in breads. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Does it, does, is it, does it
2: go out of the character DM? <laughs>
0: no, it doesn't. It's just like, they're just ordinary people Fucked up in breads. I'm
2: <laughs> no filler just now, and you're going to see just in the middle of the table Lara takes out all the weapons and it's just making sure they're nice and sharp. Making sure that the torture kit, that some of the sickles there are sharp to a point, but making sure some of the knives are blunt on purpose. And it's just going through all the kit and then... Yeah, she's not going to use her poison kit yet. You just really see a demented drone. <laughs> and just waiting for that That contact. So that hour goes by. And you hear
0: the barman. The the, the bartender's voice inside your head goes. Alright. Managed to get it swung past the treasurer. For your services and taking down the snitch. You're going to get 20 plat. It's the best I could get you. For taking down the revenant, however... Since he's not really done fuck all wrong. He hasn't fucked up. He hasn't gone against the code of conduct. He hasn't betrayed the guild. Most we can swing you is a hundred plat plus ten for each of your friends.
2: So ten plat for the associates or a hundred and ten plat each?
0: A hundred for you. Ten for your friends now just because you're getting a hundred doesn't mean that it has to stay in your pocket if you're that way inclined then you can completely decide to split the bounty a little more evenly but hey i'm not going to tell you what to do with your money i'll just hand it over when the job is done When does he perform his sermons? Oh shit! What time? It's it's about mid-morning, so he's got a midday mass. Gives you about an hour and a half to find him. My only I'd like
2: to see him during the sermon.
0: My only suggestion is: just don't put any civilians in the firing line.
2: Of course. Uh, Thank you. No, sorry, no, no, ignore that, that was too, was too happy <laughs> there. You're gonna go, she's just she's gonna go. Seeing you. And... Once the connection is... ...gone. Yeah, you feel it fade. Alera El- is just going to say to the party... We go... NOW. And then Alera, without even looking to see the party of followed her, walks out the door, and her first stop will be to drop off that Galon's hand at the back of the trash bin, whatever you call it, there. Mm-hmm. Behind okay. there, leaves the hand there, in, in its lovely canvas dripping wet bag. <laughs> Okay. and then is going to make the way to the chapel well hang on there
0: hang <laughs> on there easy mm. alera yeah uh, i was
2: wondering if you're gonna mention about the hand no 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 no
0: <laughs> it's not to do with the hand this concerns all of you it's all four of you as you're wandering through the streets of amdale leaving the noble sector heading along the fringe of the economic sector to get to the candlestick maker for Lara's drop-off you're picking up on activity anyone with a anyone with a decent passive perception will be able to see this I'm not going to make you guys roll for it because it's right there in front of your faces as you get about a quarter mile away from home there's crowds scattered across the streets people gathering in groups of 15, 20, some more, some less all of them engaging with Crowns Guard. Voices raised. Not yelling, screaming, just making themselves heard. As you're weaving in and out of these pockets of the population, you see that the Crowns Guard and the members of the Vardorian military are actively attempting to not subdue but Keep things under wraps. You hear snippets of conversations. What do you mean we can't leave our homes? What do you mean my family can't get here from, from Lanham Day? The, you know, they, they live here. They're coming home. What do you mean we're not allowed to leave the city? What, what is all this? Why is there a barrier? Like, what are you not telling us? You see little children huddled against their, their parents' legs, trying to get as far away from the crowns guard as possible as they... You know some of them are as young as five, six years old. Their eye lines are about equal height with the weapons that are hanging in the scabbards of the Crowns Guard, these short swords, long swords, axes, you know they're they're looking at spears and pole arms, and they don't understand. You continue walking. And as you push along the fringe of the economic sector. These crowds become more frequent. These crowds become larger—50, 60 people—and suddenly you start realizing that they're beginning to outnumber the Crown's Guard, almost two to one. Now, it's not necess- necessarily to say that every cluster has got 30 Crown's Guard. I'm talking about in general across uh, a 120-foot span of the streetscape of the capital. You're seeing about two people for every crimes Guard or military. And tensions are getting hotter and hotter. You see cart owners who are trying to make their way deeper into the marketplaces so that they can set up their stalls for the day, and they're being told no, they're being, they're being halted. You see this small tiefling child, pale green skin, pick up an apple from a cart and throw it, get colliding with a crowns guard's head and then running off and then it sparks the act of a crowns guard chasing off after a child for a simple act of throwing a piece of fruit in defiance ignites the street like a powder keg suddenly every cluster these 50 60 40 somewhat some more some less groups of people converge and form a wall cutting off the crowns guard from getting to this child hilarious you watch as the child ducks into a side alley and vanishes out of sight anon you watch as these crowns guard instinctively through no through no conscious thought other than what they've been trained to do and what their own defensive instincts tell them to do they reach for their swords you see the front lines of the general population instantly lay hands on the crowns guard and then you hear the scream the scream emanating from the front line as the crowd begins to disperse and there you see it the crowns guard this young almost late teens in age human male short crop of blonde hair eyes wider than physically thought possible clutching a dagger coated in blood as this young woman hits the ground bleeding from her stomach with a single puncture wound this young man terrified petrified frozen in place with fear at what he's just done this lack of cognitive function the inability to control his motor functions to reconnect his consciousness with his limbs you see his colleagues begin to grab hold of his shoulders and pull him back and the crowd rallies swarming the crowns guard
3: Meldir needs to do something right now. What do you do? Meldir's going to immediately run up to the woman and cast Spare the Dying on her.
0: Make me a... I'll leave it to your discretion. Either a Dexterity check or a Strength check to push through the crowd to get to her.
3: I'll use Dex because it's better. It wouldn't be a saving throw, so... Just, uh... Oh, I see it. Never mind. Total of 12.
0: By the time you reach her, there is a pool of blood spooling out from her about five foot wide. Make me a... Make me a Magison check.
3: Actually, scratch that. How far away is she from me? Let me ask that. She'd have been about 60 feet away. I'm going to immediately use my, uh, Misty Step to get closer to her immediately. Okay. And then I will do Spare the Dying. Okay. And all it does is, uh, she basically becomes stable. Okay. Awesome. Uh...
0: Anon, Elera, Zaris, what about you guys? What are you, what are you all doing in this moment of erupting panic and action?
2: Mm. Honestly, Elera would probably. It's not what a would do, the disembarreler is just sort of watching. There's nothing disembarreler can really do in our mind. And on
4: And then watches closely and watched it all unfold, and it brought back more memories that she didn't want to relive. So, in response. Anon casts Thaumaturgy, I believe that should be the right one. Yep. To create a loud roar like a dragon's oh, oh. from a distance. In the hopes it would then at least disperse the crowd.
0: Okay. Roll me an intimidation check with advantage.
4: 23.
3: 23.
0: Beautiful. As you emit this draconic roar that bursts through the streetscape, echoing out louder than the commotion around you, it doesn't even take but a handful of seconds for 50% of the crowd to disperse, running into side alleys and back the way that you guys came the second half that remain it takes them a little while longer before the crowns guard begin to cash in on the fear of the the mob and realize what they're doing I mean they're shook up by the the sound as well but they're using it to their advantage and you see them begin to push people back they managed to push people about 15 feet away. And they're almost at the point where they're they're trampling over Meldir and the woman that he's saving. But the crowd washes over them. And then slowly but steadily the crowd begins to lose another 50%. So the only one in four people remain. But these are the one in four that are hands on hands with the Crown's guard. These are the ones that are grappling with the Crown's Guard members and the, the the soldiers. These are the ones that are the die hard. We are staying here. These are the ones.
2: Okay, DM. May mm. I interject?
0: Yeah, of course. Zyrus, if you've got anything, Virus. Cyrus if you've got anything up your sleeve that you want to pull as well, by all means. So,
2: I'll let.
5: Darcy first. Um. Re, so. retell me exactly the layout at the exact moment, because I Okay. So sorry, I just saw the cat
0: walk past. Wondered if it was on or not. Uh you're standing in the middle of the street with, yeah, this, that part I with got. this this whole crowds worth of people that were gathered in various individual clusters but began merging into one. And then yeah. Obviously the the woman uh the, the the civilian uh ended up getting stabbed by the crowns guard who was reacting defensively wasn't thinking and Meldier has managed to stabilize her but just as the chaos was getting to its peak anon managed to disperse the crowd by imitating the roar of a dragon causing a large chunk of the the mob to immediately disperse, followed by another wave of dispersal. But now you're left with about a quarter of the overall mob still engaged with the Crown's Guard.
5: Do I see exactly how many are engaged with the Crown's Guard?
0: Hard to get an exact number, but you reckon it's no more than 30.
5: How far away are they from me?
0: About 50 feet.
5: I have two things that I could poss- possibly do. Well, I got you're... something
3: else I can do if you don't want to do anything else.
0: Well, while Cyrus is thinking about what he can do, Alara had something
2: in mind as well. Alara would go right up to the crowd that are going to toe with the crowns guard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: her rapier out, ignites it. Aims at the crowd. I suggest you let the Crowns Guard do their fucking job. Or I will tell you what's really happening in this fucking town, and you won't like it, and the place will go to fucking shit. I suggest you bounce off.
0: Roll me an intimidation check with advantage. Oh come on, been
2: up there. Okay. Intimidation with advantage.
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
2: All right, throw it out first, and then. <laughs> Okay, cool. One, Rule two.
0: Twenty-four.
2: Beautiful. Uh, I do want to suggest that the rapier is ignited. I do want to suggest that because it's four.
0: As you draw your blade, flames roaring across the steel and level it with the upper torsos, necks and face level with the populace, they can feel the heat. Roaring off the blade you're that close and immediately they begin backing up you see there's about five Members of the population that have got their hands on the the collars of the Crown's Garden and immediately they let go holding their hands up and begin slowly backing away and as you as you say the words back off you see there's about two lines there's about two ranks of uh of these people you see most of the back lines scatter in in the same direction that you guys came from and you see that the i don't want to use the word cockiness but it's almost like the arrogance the arrogance and the the confidence in their ability to take on the crown's guard has just washed and now they're staring at someone who is, for all they know, a complete and total stranger who is leveling a weapon coated in flames at them. I'd like
2: to add some more fear, DM. Sure. The black wings come out. <laughs> I'm going to add to that. Completely widespread. Just to add more fear, because. Some people might remember the weird flying figure, some may have not have, but if they see black wings and an ignited blade, they're gonna think, oh fucking demon, demon, demon.
3: I'm gonna add more to that, actually. Okay. The moment Alara's wings pop out, I'm casting wall of fire in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So essentially she's gonna have a 60-foot-long, 20-foot-high, 1-foot-thick wall of fire in front of her. Damn. Hilara,
0: you watch <laughs> this wall of flame erupt between you and the people as Meldir casts wall of flame to safeguard you, the Crown's Guard, and the, and the military. And if they had no reason to stay, beforehand they certainly don't now you watch as I'd say all but maybe three of them scatter in total you can see behind these flickering flames from what you can see there's only three people standing there but they're standing in sheer disbelief Zaris from your angle you're looking from the other side of this wall you're looking from the population side you're not looking in the same line of sight as Alara. you're seeing this trio of individuals completely frozen in motion completely frozen in place like the rage and the bloodlust that fueled them in that brief moment that brief encounter where the populace stood up against the authorities and rallied the tables could not be more turned they are now they are locked in place and the only thing stopping them is their own fear fear for not knowing whether to run and have this hellish being pursue them or the fear to stay and get arrested by the crowns guard for being part of what could be essentially classed as a riot
2: Elara slowly walks towards these three individuals that are remaining. But the rapier is dragging the cobblestones. Scratch, 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 getting closer, gets closer. Now, I want to get as close as I possibly could without them moving. So would I be able to go right to their face, DM?
0: Uh, you'd have to go around the wall. You can't, you, unless you want to take, unless you want to take diamonds.
3: True, true, true. So. I, I tell you what, Lara. to add more injury to the already present fear, I will make it to where that the wall will split a little bit for you to walk through and then close back up.
2: I love this.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Lara would walk through. The lovely gate. The archway. The fiery, goodness gracious, great fire of circle. We'll walk through right after the three individuals. Closer she can physically get without them moving, so would you allow me to go face to face? Mm-hmm. Fuck.
3: Off.
0: Go! As soon as you yell, go, they turn tail and run. And you hear from behind you this heavy sigh from multiple in the crowns guard and you hear the very slow very shaky resheathing of a weapon now from contextual evidence you can assume that it's the young man resheathing the dagger that he used to subconsciously stab that poor woman and then as you're turning around to face the crowns guard you watch as about five of them are escorting him away not like as though he's being arrested himself but they're like they're guiding him away trying to reassure him that he's okay that everything's gonna be okay that you know they're gonna help him you see this tall lanky Athletic built human male who appears to be Almost like the the sergeant of the group With his hands up approach you and says Well We owe you our thanks Could have gotten a shy side worse if you hadn't mm-hmm. stepped in there Looks past you to Maldir and says And to you sir for lending aid to that young lady the city is truly thankful
3: it was during that time after he cast wall of fire that I'm using my um, where is it at I'm using my uh, healing hands on the woman Mm -hmm. so she's going to get I'm going to have to roll that It'll roll. There it goes. She's gonna get oh, sorry. That first roll was nine. Okay. She'll get so she'll get nine HP back. Okay. And he's gonna stand up, Melder's gonna stand up, look to the essentially sergeant, and he's going to ask when did this all start?
0: Sergeant removes his helmet, tucks it under his arm. And by this point, he's looking at all four of you. So he's looking at Zyrus and Anon as well. And he just says, <sighs> Folks have been pretty shook up over the last couple of days. There's been a lot of talk. Rumors flying around the streets, flooding people's minds. That city's not as safe as it apparently seemed to be. A lot of people are starting to wonder what this whole barrier is for. Is it to keep us in? Or more likely, according to some folk, is it to keep something out? (sighs) Now, obviously, we've heard from along the chain of command that unofficially, we're now at war. We're just waiting for the king to make his declaration and, well, probably the the riots will get incited with
2: that as well, but... is going to take out the agents of the crown paperwork, show it to the guards, and go, yeah, we know.
0: Well, shit. (laughs) Looks like we should be asking you questions if we want to get caught up to speed.
2: Do us one thing sure you see shadowy we figure walks around barefoot in black rags like green tinge to him watch them like a fucking hawk they're part of the reason why your city is in a lockdown huh
3: I need you to do something else for me, Sergeant. What's that, sir? I need you to inform the high commander to get in touch with Mildir Travers when he gets a chance.
0: Sure, I. Yeah, that's. It's that's gonna take a minute.
3: Whenever is possible yeah i'll i'll see to that
0: mind if i ask what the hell you guys were doing here you 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 all seemed a little too ready to spring into action just then
2: classified
0: well shit! with paperwork like this that's kind of the answer i was expecting but okay
2: well just look out Hooded, shady, barefoot walking.
0: Is there something we should know about this figure? Uh, forgive me for saying, ma'am, but like, you're telling me to keep an eye out for this guy. I feel like if we if we were to spot him and we were to try and apprehend him, are we walking into some sort of trap here?
3: Do not engage.
0: So it's literally a perceive and report. Report it to the agents of the crime. That being you guys, gotcha. Okay.
3: Sure. Um, Not the king. And if you need Not any more weight on that, just add in your paperwork that Lord Meldeer Traverse of the Frostglades has essentially handled this situation.
2: That's you. Right. Now I know why
0: you're With- asking for my commander. Okay.
2: With the potential sighting... Of this individual, you do not tell the High Commander, you do not tell the King, you do not tell Balin, you tell us only. Sure. You are now involved in this. you like it or not? (laughs) I'm definitely
0: on the side of not right now. Listen, I... Listen, I gotta get to my guy. He's... He's two weeks into his probationary period. We're losing numbers as it is, and I don't think we can handle another dropout. This kid's... He's a good kid. I just don't want this to... I don't want this to cause him to... Hand in his gear, essentially.
3: That's another reason why I want the commander to get a hold of me as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I'll, uh... I'll have that done by the end of the day. Listen, you folks are obviously on your way to something. Don't mind us. Go on through.
3: Also, can you have a cleric check out that woman?
0: Yeah, we've, um... We've got a... We've got a girl back at the garrison. She... She hates being called a cleric, but she's, uh, she's pretty good with, uh, with a healing salve. I'll say that. So we'll get her, we'll get her looked over. We'll, uh, we'll give her, uh, an escort home and we will do our best to make sure that, uh, she knows that this was not an intentional thing. One thing we need is, last thing we need is. General population talking about how the crimes Guard are too eager to thrust a blade into them. God damn the fuck. Okay. Listen, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. You're free. Go on. On you go. There
2: are just nods and walks on.
0: So, I'll say that. You guys walk for another ten-ish minutes before Ilario. You see the familiar-looking uh, storefront of the candlestick maker.
2: Ilario to go right into the trash area and just drop off the red bloodied canvas. Okay. With a hand, dump it, hide the rubbish, and then continue on. Okay like to do (laughs) well I'll say it's easy
0: enough easy enough to do so I won't make you roll for anything as you guys push through the streets it's crowded but from what you hear and what you sense and what you feel word hasn't hit this part of the city about what happened a little ways away As almost as though the crowns guard have managed to keep it for now under wraps there's still an alarming proportion of guards to population. And as you guys keep on walking and walking, you see that the general buildings begin to thin out into more open space. And then, Alara, you notice that about 150 feet across the way stands a somewhat disheveled, unkept looking building that resembles something of a chapel, or a, a holy place.
2: As I see that place, ilera goes to Anon, and asks for a cloth if she's got one, like, like the size of a sort of hand towel.
4: Anon just instantly hand in pocket and hands you one. What colour is it, Anon? It's, it's a kind of natural cl- cream colour.
2: So Lara covers her chin, mouth, and nose with it like a bandana, so to speak. Covers it. He looks into her left pocket, checks the kit, checks her side, okay, rapier's there. Right, pop, uh, right side, poison kits, Short sword, dagger, and she will also hand back your growth dagger, and also your crossbow your as well, because I never get that back to you after Glon's skill I probably would have done that in the house anyway, but just stating that you've all got your stuff back, and Elera is just going to walk straight up. The only thing she's paying attention for is if there's a sermon going on or not. So before, there's one going on.
0: So before we get to that, I'd like to ask Zaris to roll me a religion check with advantage. 21 beautiful you guys we haven't had that many rolls tonight that are under a 20.
5: so you guys well, are don't don't be too excited because the first one was a nat one
0: i'm trying to give you credit ears okay
5: well I'm, <laughs> i am we crashed and burned well i don't need it at after the nat one so there's that
2: <laughs> well the dice are looking at you Zarson, going, nah, and going on we're gonna go to dice jail luckily i said with advantage
0: so you don't have to use the nat one so it's fine 21 Knowing what little you know about the man that Alara is hunting, the Revenant, and the Chapel of Storms. The only thing that pops into mind is of a deity that's not widely uh worshipped throughout Fardor. the Storm Lord. The Stormlord is one who is one of the more aggressive deities out of all of them there is a lot of trial by combat amongst the followers those who wish to prove themselves to the storm lord must do so by in en- engaging and enduring these harsh trials where a vast proportion of them do not make it back alive a lot of them perish and it often comes into one-on-one combat with if the rumors are true a echo of the storm lord himself almost as though you have to face off against the very god you're trying to follow in order to prove yourself and if you perish so fucking be it but the storm lord is one of the if you were to put him on an alignment scale He'd be lawful, neutral, erring towards lawful evil. He doesn't. Okay. Exp- he doesn't expressly do anything to try and sway the balance of power within the the prime deities, but he's definitely not friendly. Illyra, as you get within about thirty feet of the front door of the Chapel of Storms, you hear voices. You hear one voice flowing out of the open door you hear this preaching voice talking to what you can imagine to be a church full of people despite the fact that this building is crumbling the outer facades the, the stonework is withering away it looks as though it hasn't been shown any upkeep for years i hasten to even say possibly a decade at this point The windows are broken, the the window frames are splintered and hanging off by their their joints. The front door is that same kind of weathered where the wood is all rough in texture and the paint is peeling away. The the stained glass that adorns this small front uh, display on the door is chipped, cracked and broken in places. But the door is wide open. As you stand looking down in the interior of this chapel, standing at the altar, some and I actually have to measure how far this is because I cannot genuinely remember. Can I not Okay Roll 20's got some new features I don't like? About yeah, 110 feet from the door. You see this man dressed in white and red priest robes. And you see chairs, you see pews, you see seating arrangements, some of which are broken and unusable, some of which are inhabited by, by people just sat there silently, rigidly listening. You hear talk of everybody's storm brews within them everybody has to face their own storm to come out the other side and prove themselves prove their strength and prove the power of the storm lord above all above the other gods above the charlatans and the heretics the blackened feathered mistress the spider's web the five-headed dragon mistress of hell what do you do
2: Alera walks to the very front, takes a seat.
0: You should... Oh no you don't, okay. Well,
2: let me... Yeah, there's nothing on the... I'm not seeing the image in the rest no, of picture, please. But... I know, give me
3: one sec. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's nothing on roll 20. I know.
0: Fucking getting there, guys. I forgot to give you control of your goddamn tokens. Yes, look see, there you go, Hilarit Anon, Zyrus, Meldeer. You should all have now got control of your tokens. How many people
2: it, would you say there's a lot of people there? DM,
0: it's about 15 20 people,
3: Serpentine,
2: Serpentine, Serpentine, <laughs> that. that, that. Depp. have I been noticed by them yet are they not paying oh, attention yeah. yeah people know you're here and then by the Solomon
0: yeah I mean he, he can see everything in front of him he knows all four of you are here
2: that yeah, that I would like
4: Depp. to go
1: to
2: stealth oh here. Sits. And pretends that she's listening. OK, sure.
3: Is like, like I, trying to
2: act off as and looking very interested. I
3: kind of follow a f- several paces behind her and take the seat. A couple back and I am holding a reaction. OK.
0: Solomon Ray stands at the front of the altar, at the front of this large, almost polished sandstone altar, arms outspread, beckoning to the what he considers to be the masses sat within the church. It's nothing more than a small crowd. And as he clocks all of you, he clocks Zaris hanging in the back. He clocks Meldeer sitting a couple rows away from Alara, and he sees Alara right at the front. He gestures to Alara and says, Ah, a new devotee, perhaps. Come, child, pledge yourself like t- to the
2: storm. I'd like to state that <clears throat> the bandana still covering my nose and my mouth and my chin. Mm hmm. Oh, father, I feel I've lost my way. I feel that this ongoing battle of mine has just gone too far. Rapier ignite and go straight for a stab.
0: Okay, so go ahead, roll your attack. And let's all roll initiative. If mm-hmm. I can find out where roll 20's put the turn order button there, because I don't fucking see it.
2: So roll my attack and then initiative, or initiative then attack? Uh, that dice is going to dice jail. Well, actually, no, I'm going for the attack first, so we'd just be doing that attack first. So with the ignited here,
0: There's the turn order. Mm-hmm. All right. right. Uh, turn. The attack is a 19. Give me one second. I'm gonna okay. cl- I'm gonna click on all of these <laughs> tokens first. Uh, Anon, you have advantage on initiative as well, as per the, the Ring of the Inquisitor. Just in case you wanted to. Okay,
4: nineteen.
0: Ni- I how how did it put Meldier's initiative in without me typing it? Spiffy. All right. So, uh, let's get to Solomon Ray. He has advantage on initiative. It's not going to help him. It's only a 10.
2: Elada rolled a
3: 19.
2: That was for the attack, not the initiative. He said roll the attack. Okay.
0: 19 19 hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh... Maldir is in the initiative twice for some reason. Zyrus, what was your uh, your initiative?
3: Uh two.
0: Oh. Wait, what's your modifier for initiative? Plus one. Well you rolled in that one. Oh baby boy. (laughs) And
3: the dice have forsaken
0: him. And and on a 19. So now we just need to get Alara's initiative.
2: Well, my damage is 11 there. Uh-huh. Duly noted. Uh, it's the repair that's not ignited at that point. Uh, my initiative, give me two seconds,
0: is a 17. 17 beautiful no overlaps <laughs> love that gotta love that Alrighty then so order of initiative for the combat sorry fucking burp snuck out of nowhere for this combat is anon aletta meldeer the revenant and xyrus so kicking off the first round we have anon right at the top
4: is it so just so we're clear we're only ta- attacking the reverend he doesn't have like any cronies or anything
0: no as no. soon as Alara lunged forward with that attack uh everybody that was sitting in the pews and in the seats immediately ran out the door
4: okay then i'm gonna shoot him with my crossbow then
0: beautiful That is 22. 22 hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. But you do get your sneak attack damage because you've got an ally right in front of him.
4: Yeah, please hold on while I write.
0: (laughs) No, that's fine. Would you not be better off using your actual dice?
4: That requires effort to go get them now.
0: Where are they? Please stand by. In the next
4: room. In what room? In the hall.
3: The church explodes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah, the church explodes. Zaris destroys everything with this massive wave of ice because he can't be bothered waiting his turn. And yeah, he just wants to show how overpowered he
3: is. Zaris sneezes and Coldor goes boom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fuck, I forgot about Coldor. 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 I forgot about Coldor. <laughs> I am Coldor. <laughs> I am Coldor. Yeah, great. Nice to meet you. I backed the fuck up.
4: Uh, That's 20 damage. Holy shit.
3: Fwing. <laughs> yeah, fwing.
4: Right. And I will go back into stealth.
3: Ow, my eye.
0: Now, add on. We had a conversation, didn't we?
4: I will think that I've gone back into stealths. I'm okay
0: because sure. once you attack you come out of stealth and you must then wait uh, oh, okay i <laughs> think that's st- that just speaks for itself
3: she's still suffering from the premium unleaded she had the night before oh uh, yeah i think she might mix a little bit of diesel in
0: there with it the, as well.
3: A little off-road just to give it like a little twang
0: <laughs> a little two-stroke motor oil so then, that one, and on you—you are a hundred percent convinced that you are—you are entirely hidden in your own mind.
3: <laughs> I am hidden. Ow, my toe!
4: It's—it's it's the case that she's kind of hidden, like eyes. She can't see, but the top of her head is visible.
3: Uh huh. She's standing out in the open with her hands over her eyes. You can't see me. Yep. Yep. That's exactly
0: what it is. Okay. Alara, you're up next with Meldir on deck.
2: Bonus action, Shadow.
0: Okay, dokey. Give me one second. I'll get the token out. Where bees that token?
2: Well, when you're doing the token there, uh, Alara, point blank is going to cast two beams of thy Eldritch Blasto. Thy (laughs) Eldridge blayest. And so I will do both attack rolls in that. A 10 and a 16.
0: A 10 and a 16. Neither hit.
2: Okay. Shadow is going to To the right, to, sorry, to his head, and we'll do a rapier attack. 22.
0: That's a nat 20, so yes, that hits.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, just, I just want to take
1: yeah, yeah.
2: that one, so now onto the rapier attack, just bear with me, one second. Four or five points of damage. Okay. And then... turn on her turn. is actually going to... Mm, yeah, is going to do a movement to his left side, whether that would allow an opportunity of attack for the movement.
0: No, because no, you're not leaving the space, you're just getting closer to him.
2: So essentially, it's layers on either side. And then, end turn.
0: Okay. Meldir, you're up with the Revenant on deck.
3: Spiffy. I am going to... Going to move right, yeah.
0: As you get there, Melder, you look down and you see a fifteen-foot pit.
3: Interesting. I hmm. Have to investigate that later. And in a straight line, straight down from me, Palpatine. <laughs> So, he needs to make a dex save. Dex save? Okay.
0: That is going to be... 18. He fails. Oh,
3: shit. Okay.
0: (gasps) What is it you're hitting him with? I know you called it Palpatine,
3: but like... Lightning Bolt. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. For a total of 50 damage.
0: Holy fucking shit.
1: I'm sorry, what?
3: Unlimited power Fucking.
0: Like
2: 5-0, not 1-5, right? Yeah,
0: fifty five zero. He's casting it at seventh level, you fucker.
3: Okay. Extra crispy.
0: Okay. Extra crispy palpatine. You coming your fucking way. (laughs) Okay. No it's Okay. Anything else that you're doing with your time? With your tongue, you um... son of a bitch. <laughs>
3: um. Ah. Uh... Actually, what does this do? Uh, no, 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 Range is fifty, oh, thirty. Sorry. Hmm. Hmm. What to fuck him up with? I think I'm going to I gotta go in my inventory real quick because I forgot to reset this. Oh shocker. Oh dear. Okay. So I'm going to burn a charge in Ring of Mage Bust. Okay and i want to cast blindness and deafness on the guy
0: so you get to choose one of those conditions right yeah uh,
3: i'm going to cast blindness okay is there a saving throw he has to make a con save oh he's good at them
0: 23 fuck you <laughs> Okay. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn?
3: I'm just gonna sit there and cry now.
0: Okay, yeah, that might be the only—that might be a good thing to do. So, Revenant is next. Zyrus, you're on deck. So, Alara, as you move around to the side of him, just in enough time before Meldeer's lightning bolt strikes Solomon Ray squarely in the sternum you see this wave of lightning crackle across his robes and his shoulders and his biceps and you see him wincing with the pain doubling over at a 45 degree angle before he reaches into his sleeve and pulls out this 10 foot long line of pure lightning in whip form as he reveals holy judgment takes aim at you and is going to make two strikes uh at Alara using the weapon that's a 25 to hit
2: nah that doesn't hit
0: and a 29 to hit
2: nah it doesn't hit either <laughs> yeah both.
0: well sorry to be the bearer of bad news there Alara, but i know what your dc is your, your ac is did
3: Question you nerf me <laughs> Answer, (laughs) Melody. Was that a spell? No. Fuck. It's it's a weapon.
0: Hey, Melody, remember a couple of weeks ago I said to you whether a certain damage roll would be overkill or not? Uh huh. What do you think I was talking about?
3: Well, if I thought you were going to bring out Thor's penis.
0: (laughs)
2: Thor, (laughs) whip.
3: that's that's disturbing
0: in so many ways but i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you have that because you don't know what you're about to get hit with uh so that is 7 14 points of lightning damage on top of nine points of bludgeoning damage so that's 23 in total
3: i whip my thing back and forth what
2: 23 points total yeah
0: Oh, wait, he hit both times. So give me a second. That's six. That's 11. That's another 18. Ooh. so 31 in total. As you feel the first strike connect with the left side of your rib cage, you feel the you feel that Crackling that, like, t- I'm gonna describe this terribly. That same tingling that you feel when you were a kid and you put your tongue on a nightfall battery, but uh, intensified a thousand fold as it emanates, as it just emanates across the entire left hand side of your body, and the second strike hits you square in your left bicep, your arm seizing, every muscle contracting to the point where you see the veins bulging just completely, your arm locking for a second before going limp again. Solomon Ray looks to you, looks to all of you and goes, ah, so the heretics wish to prove themselves. The Storm Lord shall oblige. Zaris, you're up with Anon on deck. Be gone,
3: Satan! What? Hello, Shamu!
5: Alright. So... Going last and Meldir showing off has kind of irritated the shit out of me, so I'm going (laughs) to use seven charges to cast Prismatic Spray at seventh level. Fucking hell. (laughs)
2: It's not about the spell or the damage of the spell, it's how you use it. It's not a competition, fellas. I don't, worry, I
0: don't worry, I think Zaris is about to pull out all 20 years of knowledge as a DM and use this spell correctly.
2: Knowledge <laughs> is power. Yeah so, on, there.
5: Yeah, so, yeah, so that's an eight, so I get to roll two more times. Five. I've never been I've never, been I've never been
0: I've never been more afraid. As when Tawny says that he's now pissed
3: off. <laughs> Come on, buddy, it's just a motion of the mana.
5: Is he pissed off or is Cyrus pissed off? I think both. So I'm so one of the damages was uh lightning damage, but the other one was cold damage. Uh I just rolled 85 cold damage. That's my boy. That's my it also can't be uh, resistant or immune. so if you thought that that was a possibility, that's also not a possibility. And to make matters worse, I'm also in the off chance that you decide to counterspell it. I have sorcery points to be able to use that to convert into a spell slot to where that I can counterspell your counterspell.
3: And if that failed, I could have counterspelled it, his counterspell as well.
5: So, mayhem. No dead, is he, mayhem?
0: All right, fuck
5: all of y'all. Okay, gloves are coming off. Okay, he's not dead, but oh boy, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. If he ain't casting counterspell, my turn ain't done, son. <laughs>
2: Okay. Can I just say something that's, I don't mean this to be meta, but can I just say something? Mm. DM, can I tell you something? No. I want to tell you something. Really important. What? And for the party as well. I don't want to kill him.
1: Oh, well, we know. <laughs> At least just I know. I just want to say
2: I do not want to kill him, Like, I cannot oh. emphasize this enough. <laughs> tell that to Senor 85
3: over there. Okay, so yes,
2: to the eighty-five.
5: I'm also going to use uh, my what is it? Let me zoom in on this demonic fury die. Uh, I'm going to use all three of them to add an extra three d six to each of the damages because it was from. Two different sources technically so it will be an additional six de- uh six points of damage for the, just the action that's six four five six, six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen for the first one ten for the second one that's my action uh then i'm going to use See how many sorcery points that I have.
3: Do you see this, Rob? <laughs> That's rapid release. I have to take those right now.
5: Uh, I'm actually going to use, uh, let's see.
1: Can't do that.
5: I'm going to spend two sorcery points to turn an action spell into a bonus action spell. And you're for, I'm
0: go- You're going for Quicken spell?
5: Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to use two sorcery points to turn a uh, spell that is normally an action into a bonus action. And I am going to then cast. Is that what's the
0: range on that
5: spell you cast earlier? The prismatic uh, spray? Hmm. 60 feet. Oh, you're nowhere near him. Oh, I'll move if I have to yeah he's yeah, he's 80 away from here yeah' I'll, I'll move close enough to All right. hit uh so I'll move close enough use prismatic spray uh for my action use two points to turn an action spell into a bonus action spell I'm then going to cast uh let's see let's cast chromatic orb at third level. Uh, nat 20.
0: Fucking hell.
3: So he's crispy frozen.
5: Oh no, I'll use ice again. Just in case that he has like uh, resistances or anything. Because I'll negate that. With just me being me. does. 3 4 B B Double the dice, so 5d8 Wait Yeah, because I cast it at 3rd level, so it starts off as 3d8 Uh, 2nd level is
1: 4d8 3rd uh, level right, is 5d8 okay.
5: So, and then I double that because I hit them with a nat 20 Uh. An additional 52 points of cold damage.
0: Jesus
2: okay he looks like is this sh- alera's or zaris's bony hmm? is this alera or zaris's bony i mean is he dead though <laughs>
5: no he looks he
0: looks like <laughs> shit, but he's still standing
2: yeah so there you go you're you're go, Alara. I just- You're just welcome, Fuck no, I don't think it's my turn. There's no. It's not- I don't after you. I have
0: so much cool shit planned, and I'm scared that I'm not gonna get used half of it. Damn! Okay. Xyrus well, I mean, with your million and one
3: spells. Well, I mean, he did just take over 180 damage. He took
0: 130, 160. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god. Okay, with your million and one spells, is there anything else you're doing with your turn?
5: Uh, let me see. I might can do one other thing. Oh, Maybe. my god. Maybe.
2: You've done enough, Sunny Jen! <laughs> <laughs> You've done enough! Uh,. Somebody put right. this
0: man in jail. Jesus Christ!
2: SARS is a free complete.
5: Oh, shit, I forgot. There is one other thing that I can do, but uh it doesn't really deal damage. It actually does the opposite. So for however much damage I just dealt as cold damage, I actually can convert that uh and turn that into temporary HP for 24 hours. So I just gained a hundred what'd you say, 135 temporary HP? I I you're you're I'll tell you what, bud, you listen back to
0: the fight, you can fucking tell me yourself. <laughs>
5: Sure. Well, I'm going to put 135 just on the off chance, but I just gained 135 temporary HP for dealing cold damage to him. You're welcome. Anyway, carry on.
3: Hang on. You kept the prismatic spray. That was two different damages, right?
5: Well, so I converted one of them from lightning into cold because my uh, my Ice Queen's uh, ability allows me to convert any source of magic into cold. Uh, I also have the ability that any cold damage that is dealt directly to a single target, I can also gain as temporary HP. But... Uh, I also have the ability to where that if I deal damage to one of you, so if I attack you with a spell, I can instead of me getting the temporary HP, you guys get the temporary HP. But because I dealt damage to a single target and none of you have taken that much of damage to begin with, I just converted it into temporary HP directly towards me. So whatever damage I dealt with prismatic spray plus the damage that I did with the ice damage from chromatic orb equals the temporary HP that I would gain in total for the turn and I gained that temporary HP for 24 hours.
3: Right, that that I knew, I knew that. Uh but that prismatic spray was that did you do that as two dam- different damage types though?
5: He, no, that it, no
0: no I, it was lightning and cold. He converted the lightning.
3: So you did it all as cold then yes okay that's that's why i was confused because i thought you had split it two different ways so it would only be the cold damage see i I
5: was listening i was listening (laughs) yeah so prismatic spray is a spell that forces me to roll a d8 and whatever it rolls i have to do whatever that is the first roll was an eight which literally states that i get to roll an additional two times but if i roll an eight again i have to re-roll and then the second roll, the, the two other rolls after that was the five, which is blue, which is cold damage, then three, which is yellow, which is lightning damage. But as a ice tiefling, I can convert any magical damage, no matter where it comes from, from the source that it originally was to cold damage. So I converted the lightning damage into cold instead of using the lightning damage. That way, that I can gain the extra boost to temporary HP. So, uh, all the damage that I dealt from both spells I have gained as temporary HP for 24 hours. Anyway,
3: okay. I just wanted to make sure because I thought the prismatic spray was split into two different damage types
5: and if anybody wants to know the total hp that i currently have i it's now be have something
0: like 200 and
5: some odd bullshit 217 current hp
3: you fucking son of a bitch and you were complaining about my uh my feet <laughs> about your
0: about your feet
3: my feet your dark ones blessing
5: well, okay, so to be fair, though, I haven't done shit for like the last six fucking episodes. And then I mean hear i have done shit. Like, I've <laughs> literally sat back and let Alera take all of the credit. And I've tried to was tried-
2: it bothering you about <laughs> and me doing and things no, like this? And no. you didn't answer, my friend. You and didn't it. say, well, actually, player of Alera, i.e. Rob. But I do have an issue with you taking over. You never fucking stand up. You I would to play URP.
5: That's because it didn't bother me. What bothered you me was bastard. that Meldear, the the fact that Meldear comes out of the blue in the woodworks is like I'm gonna cast a seventh level spell on my first fucking turn. I was like, you know the fuck what? Fine, I'll go in and do my shit.
2: <laughs> you you the, know what it really is? Do you know? Do you know what it really is with Zaris just now? I think I've cracked it. He's got a power complex no X. no 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 he's just like and, um and we're not gonna go to details about this i'm just gonna really bullet point one short thing something's happening tomorrow and he's focused with that and he's rather hyper Fuck off. so no, anyway you can't, no you can't so you can't play moving that card on, you can't play that moving card. on even so right i believe it's Anon's turn even <laughs> i wasn't
0: gonna play that card you son of a bitch
2: Tony knows I love him and I made him a good there. way. He fucking uh, threw it out there. Uh, My fucking god, bro. <laughs> you, know what, you know I love you, Tony. I didn't mean any harm by it, right? No, he knows no,
5: you're. I, I know that. It's all good. I'm just glad that uh, me and Dear took care of it all for you. It's all uh, good.
0: We can, anyway. just, we can just razz him about his bullshit chicken nuggies order.
2: You know, I was <laughs> actually gonna be, you know, really, re- re- really nice. And the fact that you've just said that, uh, player of Zarus and Fury, hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, I believe it's Anon's turn. Yeah, it is. Anon, you're up. <laughs> oh. Oh, she's moving. She's moving. She's moving. She's moving.
4: Twelve to hit. Misses. <laughs> Well, I'm hungover, so...
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> Anything else that you're trying to do?
4: I want to go into stealth! <laughs> not standing there, you're not!
2: <laughs> There's no need to, I don't think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you never fucking know. Okay. 28. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know... There's times in a DM's span of running a campaign where certain fucking switches just get flipped. would you say Meldeer and Zara surprised you? Meldeer and, and Zara did something. I don't know if it was surprise me,
2: but <laughs> was it shock? And this is the serious question, was it shock? It might have aroused them, If anything, I don't. No, that's that.
0: I,
5: there, there's
0: not. No, maybe, like seriously,
2: yeah. like did it surprise
5: you?
0: There's not many things that I know it was, but there's a lot of things I know it wasn't, and that's one of them.
2: <laughs> uh, did it surprise you?
0: Uh, well, maybe. I'm. I'm not gonna give them the if satisfaction. If it did,
2: do you not think Melvire and zarath are entitled to hundred gold each? I believe nah, your agreement him. was for every surprise. Nah, fuck them. hundred gold sp- each. Nah, I do him. believe.
0: Nah, fuck them. I'm gonna spite them. Because they didn't leave me speechless, I said something in Can response. Can I get their gold then? No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: hold uh-huh. on, I'm, I'm being a pain here. I'm sorry.
0: I'm now trying to figure out whether or not I'm too late to use the layer actions because Anon's had her turn.
4: You're too late.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you done fucked up, Aaron. I done fucked
0: up, Aaron, because I could. Yeah. Right, fuck me sideways with a 10-foot barge pole covered in sawdust. Alera, you're up.
2: I just want to emphasize I do not want to kill him. Okay? Uh-huh. So, I'm not Shadow's t- going to do the rapier attack first. I'm not telling you what fucking HP he's on, but he's- can, can we just do it where the simp's similar to Glon, where if he gets to the dead state that I can do an RP with him? Yeah. Right. Shadow attack. 18. Misses. Okay. Ring activates. Disembarreller. Plane shifts.
0: You can't. You've already done it for, your, uh, for today.
2: No, no, no. I did it when we left. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just don't listen to me. I had my long rest. I've not
0: plane li- shifted. Don't, li- don't listen to the DM. Fuck you.
2: Look at Scatter scatterbrain over here. <laughs> so, plane shift. 40 foot, no wait, no 40 foot, 30 foot in the air, plane shift,
0: You really need, then, you really need to learn Misty Step, <laughs> right, or you could just use your fly speed,
2: I mean, that means doing a, that means doing a strength, strength check on top of that, to grab it, I mean, technically you're, are you going straight up, straight up,
0: Haha. <laughs> Opportunity attack, motherfucker.
2: Wait, no, no, no. No, hold on, hold on. If the same was gone, so I would have grabbed onto Solomon and then clean shifted. You didn't,
0: you didn't say that.
2: But yet you allowed Zaris to attack and then said he couldn't attack, but I allowed him to move and then attack. And you won't let me correct myself on that. Okay, go ahead.
0: Just Am a gen- Just a general note. All of y'all need to be very, very careful with the order in which you say things. I'm going to turn into Do an know asshole, I
2: fucking stutter bastard.
0: <laughs> I'm going to turn into an asshole.
3: Now that we f- just essentially, so it would be KO'd a, this guy.
0: it would be a contested strength check for you to, to grapple him. Hey, what? Uh, okay. 17. 21. 21. Okay, you grab him.
2: Plane shift. Up 30 foot in the air. Okay. And... So I've already done the shadow attacks. that's I was already thing, so he just up in the air. My wings are widespread, so I can just... down. I could glide down without the wings anyway. And then I am just going to... Can't really do any more strength. Except if I've done the action there, so just drop him. Okay. So that's hopefully to the... he would. Hopefully, with enough force to go down the. uh top of the
0: building. He is so the, going... it would be
2: one d6 for every ten feet of falling.
0: So. Yes, that is three d6 damage that he's going to take, which will be. That's nine. Son of a bitch. Oh? Not for you. I might be, depending on what Meltyr does, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I might be in with a chance here. To do something cool. I might be <laughs> in with a chance.
5: <laughs> I have a small sliver of hope!
2: Mayhem, roll me a history check. History check. You can, so, <laughs> so you can forever remember this emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that tracks. <laughs> that
2: tracks.
4: Did you just pull a reverse Uno on our DM?
2: Night of them.
0: I need to I need to I need to roll a wisdom saving though. <laughs> the oh, fuck
1: off. <laughs> Alright.
0: Fuck you, Lara. What are you doing with the rest of your turn?
2: (laughs) Alright, I've I wait. I've I've done the shadow attack, I've done my grapple, I've done I can do anything more apart from glide down that thirty feet with my movement. Alright, well dear. So I glide I would glide I would glide down to the wherever he lands, because that's within the thirty feet, and I can move the thirty well I can glide down my thirty feet, so I land wherever he does. But I glide like a Gazelle.
1: Hell yeah. He is. Not there.
0: Oh, he's not there. (laughs) Wait for him to get back.
1: Ah!
0: Oh, chair moved. The chair moved. The headset's on. There he is.
2: Is he dead yet?
3: It's your turn. Okay, I guess
2: not. He's been plane shifted up in the air about thirty feet, he's dropped, he's taken about nine points of fall damage and the, the, DM,
0: the DM failed a wisdom saving throw.
2: So I shot uh, you. Do I get hundred gold?
1: No.
0: <laughs> you know uh, one at some point in this campaign. Oh. Hit points are just gonna be a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, y'all think I'm joking. I'm just gonna start not doing fucking hit points. (laughs) (laughs) Read, Moss. Fucking a little tiny goblin that's like two and a half feet tall, suddenly more health than a fucking Tarasque. <gasps> oh.
3: Probably they gonna regret saying this how close to death's door is he
0: <laughs> uh he's using the doorknob as a butt plug
3: <laughs> that close please
0: huh
2: don't, please don't kill him
0: <laughs> he's using he's using the doorknob as a butt plug So, yeah, make do with that information what you will.
5: Hit him hard.
3: Uh, fuck it for shits and giggles because I haven't done this yet. I'm going to, um.
0: If you're about to do what you did in exile, I swear to God, I'll fucking kill you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I will fucking kill you. (laughs) Actually, I'm gonna do something even funnier. I want to bonus action Misty step directly in front of him. Okay. I'm going to grab him. So I know I'll have to do a strength check for that. Contested strength check. (laughs) 24. Oh shit, that was a saving throw. I didn't mean to do that. I reroll. It's fine. Yeah, I failed it. That's fine.
0: <laughs> okay. Anything else that you like to do?
3: Um, I'm going to Eldritch Blast him. Okay. Two beams, so I'll have to roll to see if I hit. There's a 31 hit? Gee, I don't know. dear, do you think? Okay, I'll roll the second one then. Uh, 16.
0: No, second one doesn't hit.
3: Okay, so I'll roll damage for the first one then. God damn. Five damage. Maldeer,
0: non-lethal. Maldeer, mommy. The doorknob is now visible from his fucking esophagus. What kind of? What kind of fucking doorknobs are you using? Uh, I listen, listen. They're homebrewed, okay.
5: That's a girthy butt-plug.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. I'm Shut going to- Shut your uh, fucking on you, I'll fucking use it on you as well.
3: <laughs> okay, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to use another charge and ring of mage burst. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and cast another Eldritch Blast. Yeah, sure.
0: <sighs> I had this cool fake plan day, and then Zyrus was like, nope, fuck you, Mayhem. <laughs> 25 hits, you asshole.
3: (laughs) And for the second one... 25. Yeah! (laughs) I'll tell you what.
0: The bare minimum damage you can do is two. That's enough.
3: There's your two. (laughs) It's non-lethal. You
0: son of a bitch! (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate it here. I hate it here. You're welcome, Malera Go ahead and describe your fucking Eldritch plots. <laughs> and then so, at, the, um, at the end of the session, I'm talk we're talking about this fight.
3: <laughs> okay, so Melger's gonna lean in close to him and whisper in his ear I got your storm lord right here. And he's just going to Eldritch Blast his face. You
0: watch as the concussive force of the Eldritch Blast knocks him unconscious.
3: So I guess that means we're out of initiative, huh? (sighs) Hesitantly?
5: Do it!
2: Yep. For the RP. Uh, guys, next time stop comparing magical dick sizes. Um that would be great. The two ladies over here, you know, they're just trying to get on by and they see two cock people fighting. Two cock
0: people. Is that how you're referring to your party members? Cock people. <laughs> the cock
2: people and the two other people. Um,
3: so. You hear that, Zaris? We're cock people now. It's because it's, it's because we're so girthy.
2: Listen Do here. Do you know what magic Listen. always comes at a price, fellas, right? Listen here, Zaris. I'm,
0: I'm looking at you right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking hard to RP.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, when? I
0: just. Before the. You know what? Before the RP. I just want to go on record here, because I know we said we're going to talk about this fight at the end of the session, but I want to go on record while it's still fresh in my mind. This guy, Solomon Ray, the Revenant, had fucking legendary actions, he had legendary resistances, there was lair actions, there was, there was a homebrewed weapon that when i described the damage roll to overkill about three weeks ago he went yeah that's a bit much
2: <laughs> thanks for sharing D. yeah for him that was
3: a bit much but for me and xeras back there <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's okay
0: and yet this is another fight where the rogue got no damage <laughs> This is the fight I knew I was going to be able to hit on, and I didn't get a chance to.
3: Nope. Question. So so he, since he went down to zero, I get 14 temporary HP. Fuck
2: you. That whip weapon of his, right? Uh-huh. Is it physical? Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you.
0: If you so- want it you have to sacrifice one of your current weapons.
2: Can I state which current weapon?
0: Yeah. However, I'll draw your attention to the fact that you want the Nomad Scythe as well. You said that yourself. I'm getting that fucking Scythe.
2: I did say that. However, it wasn't necessarily to swap weapon just now per se. However, now that you've drawn attention to that, Could it be any weapon of mine? Well, you just, you did kind of state it could be any weapon. I could swap for, um... You
0: cannot, you cannot swap it out for your packed weapon.
2: No, no, no. Why why did you give away my warhammer?
4: To, to, just to be devil's advocate. Surely Alera could take the whip and then keep some weapons in storage back at our house.
2: and swap them over now and then?
5: I'm gonna be honest, Alaric and Anon can have whatever the fuck they want as far as I'm concerned. I was just dicking around. I don't really care about any of the loot. (laughs) I I just wanted to do something fun for Uh a change. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. I'll I'll ask a question, Mayhem. Would I be allowed to just take that weapon and then talk about you about some inventory, inventory stuff.
0: Inventory management.
2: Yeah, would you let me discuss about that with you? Sure. At some point after the session, so I'm allowed to take the weapon. Sure. Okay. Right. cool. So. Uh, Shadow will pick up revenant. <coughs> Same way as he picked up Glon. And. Wait, I'm allowed. Am I? Am I... Does anyone else want to do something first, or do what? Okay, that's no, fine. Okay, never mind. So Shadow has picked up from behind the revenant, set him up, and disemboweler is going to try and wake him up. He said unconscious, so okay. They're going to kick you... the Revenant in the chest. Okay. Kick. Wake up, you fucking bastard.
0: <laughs> okay. After a couple of blows, you watch him stir to life.
2: As he's awake, Elera is going to take out the cleaver, grab his left hand on the ground, and cut each individual finger off. So she's going to take the cleaver, this hand, slam it on the ground, cut the pinky, cut the ring finger, cut the middle finger, cut the pointing finger, cut the thumb on the left hand, and then just watch it bleed on the ground. She's then going to take her rapier out, ignite it, point it directly at the revenant's forehead. Solomon! First on the list for my bounty.
1: Didn't work out, did it?
0: All you hear in response is a cacophony of screams.
2: Speak! Or the other hand goes. You know what?
0: fuck it i'm gonna get creative in this you watch as he takes his left hand and presses the the severed points of where his fingers used to be against the blade of your rapier rapier cauterizing the wounds before pulling his hand away and you see this small tendrils of flesh pull away from his hand as they leave the blade you see him clutching his hand and for a brief second there's a low level of light that washes over it as his face suddenly just goes a little bit calmer almost as though he's subdued the pain he looks up to all looks up to you and Meldir and the shadow at this point because those are the three entities that are closest to him. And he just says <clears throat> Heretics You have defiled this chapel
2: And for what? Then why pick up the bounty then? I believe your name was the first or the second on the list. Eight of the four for my assassination. Yeah, you claim to be a man of God. Ah, fuck off. Nothing more than an inbred camp. So, the shitty cult of yours. What would my death have brought you?
0: I think you have some facts twisted. You see, as he and looks, spikes. he looks at the, the fingerless hand and says, I was never paid for murder. No, no, no. I was paid for sanctuary. But my task, <laughs> my task is fulfilled. Hey, Warhammer
2: smashes the right leg to a pulp i should say a letter, summons a warhammer and smashes his right leg to a pulp
0: You watch. and as...
2: gone over bang over bang like okay. a hammer toss
0: you you watch as he pulls away instinctively tries to shuffle away but he can't get far back because he's pressed up against the the front of this altar His leg just completely flattens, the bones crushed, the muscles just completely pulverized. There is shards of bones sticking out where the kneecap is, the thigh, the shin, the ankle is twisted in 180 degrees, so it's now propped up by the toes. He just looks, he's screaming in pain going pat like his vision going past you to past milmeldir off towards the right hand side of the chapel
2: and now the left leg gets smashed up up
0: he passes out
2: did you hear what he said Alara? I'm not done with him yet wake up and she, as she's doing that she will similar to what he did she, she'll use her ignited rapier to sort of cauterize his missing stumps <laughs> he watches he comes back to
0: consciousness his breathing is that labored that he's exhaling so hard that there is a rasp to it i'm not
2: done with you yet so where the fuck is salathir he's Gone. Speak up, come on. He's gone. Two? <laughs> Two? He can't leave the fucking city for another, what, three days yet. He's in the- Where? Ha- the fuck is he?
0: He's in the hands of Nola Quarta. He's in the hands of Matthias Crucis. My task is complete, the burden falls on cruces now. It's up to
2: him to keep him safe. And if you want to die with some ounce of fucking dignity, who issued the contract? You wouldn't want to go to your god having secrets now, would you? I believe if you take things to the grave that you maybe should be sharing the plane then... You'll essentially have a bit more weight to you, causing you to go down south instead of up top. So who put the contract out on my head? I believe it was our snooty red-haired woman. Or so the snitch told me.
0: Maybe if you want to. So Glon squawks like a buzzard, did he? Seem to be nature. a holy
2: man, yet you seem opposite. So, you issued a attack on
1: my fucking head.
0: There's a sneer that creeps across his face with what little energy and control of his body he has left, as he looks you and says,
2: <sighs> command on and who is the fucking Commandant?
0: She'll be your downfall. And he just slumps slumps forward. Lifeless.
2: Wasn't done yet. <laughs> I had one more thing. <laughs> uh huh. I had one more thing to ask.
0: I had a, shit- more- I had a shitload of things I wanted to do. <laughs> I'm kidding but you you've you've destroyed him it's like, you're lucky you got that oh, much conversation well, out of I'm him. not
2: exactly done with a corpse yet so I will take his whip and I will put it around his fucking neck okay I will pull his corpse to to the a 15-foot drop you said mm-hmm Okay. Okay. I take out Cleaver. I cut off his head. Okay. Great. Decapitation. Then I throw the rest of his corp. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. I will check the corpse of any valuables on him apart from that whip that I've already taken. Is there any more valuables on him? He has, he's got nothing on him. Then his torso goes into it and I have his head and I put it in a bag and I contact the barkeep.
0: Okay, what do you say?
2: And this is gonna really hurt but be funny at the same time. And Mayhem, I hope you don't kill me for this. I'm probably gonna kill kill my whole attitude for this. Rev is dead.
0: Hey, there's easier. There's two different ways. There's two different <laughs> yeah, ways I can say that. there's two
2: different. There's a thing that depresses me, and there's a thing that makes me laugh with it. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, yeah. You can either go rev the legend or rev the cunt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I'll just, I'll just say that cunt revenant is
0: dead. My my, you do work quick, don't you? <laughs> sure hope you didn't make too much of a scene. I have his head. Might I I ask why you seem so hell-bent on such explicit means of proof? There's subtler ways to prove that you've got the job done.
2: How do you think I got my name to begin with? Touche. I need more substantial proof compared to tooth, finger, nah, doesn't cut it. You need the full fucking thing. I'll dump it by the trash Where do I collect?
0: Well Whenever you feel ready Why don't you swing on by Collect your payment from the treasurer Maybe have a drink while you're at it Take a break in Bowler Your quarry's yeah. going nowhere for several days No need to go on a murder spree and get yourself locked up on day two.
2: You gonna tell that to the other fucking three you're after me? They ain't gonna fucking rest.
0: As far as I'm concerned, there's only one of them that's hunting you. You're hunting the rest of them. They're simply doing a job. (laughs) Now, in order to keep the impartiality of the coin No. I will not be extending the same courtesy to the nomad because the nomad does not listen to anyone he's talking to a fucking brick wall trying to get him to take it slow he's a tracker by trade he knows where his quarry
2: is tell you what A couple hours and I'll come and I'll, I'll bring the proof to you myself. You got the other part, right?
0: Yeah. So delicately delivered. Don't know what we're gonna do with it. We'll find something. A couple hours and I'll be there. I'll. Hey, uh, whilst I got you. Mm-hmm you ain't heard from old man Brian yet. Have you?
2: Not since I uh, Came in here after 30 40 years of retirement
0: It's just a little unusual that he's not stopped by yet Maybe the old timer slept in I don't know just thought maybe after your reunion. He may have reached out but He's a recluse. Probably just worrying over nothing. I'll see
3: you when you stop by. And you feel the connection end. Can Meldeer do something real quick? Sure. While Lara's having her moment, you're going to see Mildyr's both pairs of his wings come out. I would like to fly to the bottom of that pit. Okay. And essentially just investigate it. Roll an investigation, Jack. I don't know why I did that with advantage. Hang on. <laughs> uh, 22. Well, third
0: one turned out better than the other ones. 22. This pit, like, as you can see on the map, the paint is 10 foot squared. But it's 15 foot deep. It's just deep enough to where it's impossible to climb out of. The interior walls are perfectly smooth, polished stone. There's no, there's nowhere to get a foothold or a handhold. At the bottom of it is predominantly dirt. But as you... Shuffle around this 10 foot squared area of space, your foot connects with something, something solid, somewhat light, maybe two pounds in weight most as it rolls across the floor space of the pit and as it comes to a rest, you're looking at an upright skull. And in the space from where your foot originally connected with it, you see the glistening shine of a metallic chain. What are you doing? I'm investigating that chain. You dig it out of the ground and it is a holy symbol. A symbol to... In fact, roll me a religion check to see if you can figure out which day it is.
3: I, I um,
0: uh, Thirty one. Again, the fucking the third one comes out better than the other two. Uh it is a holy symbol for the Wild Mother. A deity based in another world located on the material plane called Alexandria. Wild Mother is essentially Alexandria's version of the goddess ash who presides over life nature fertility everything that falls under that banner you can assume judging by the fact that it was located under the skull this uh, the skeletal skull remains of a corpse that whoever inhabited this pit was placed here intentionally. And from what you know the storm lord through whatever readings you will have conducted it's not difficult to stretch the assumption to the fact that solomon ray was a fanatic who despised worshippers of other deities and that whoever this was found themselves on the wrong end of Religious piety and was left here to die, or was tossed in here after they'd been killed. You're not entirely sure, but these bones are old, you're talking about 40, maybe
3: 60 years max. So, clutching that chain, Mildred's gonna fly his way up out of the pit. And so essentially this chain is based on a deity that's from a different plane am I correct? yeah right now Mildir's kind of pondering as to why someone from another plane would be at the bottom of a pit in this one I'm just going to put that chain in my inventory and just hold on to it for now.
0: OK. Zyrus, what are you doing?
5: Um, I'm going to let whatever happens happens, because like this is. All Alara's thing, you know, so I'm just going to kind of just Watch and observe at the moment.
0: Okay, Alara, what are you doing?
1: <clears throat> wow.
2: Oh fuck, life.
1: <laughs>
2: Shadow goes back into Alara, and Alara or just the dialer, just says. the coin and go home or you can come with Don't mind either way.
0: Shadow looks at you and places a hand on your shoulder. And although you don't feel it you get the sense that there's a a comforting grip to it. Reassuring grip of I'm not... I'm not going anywhere.
1: Son of a bitch! <laughs> Duh...
2: <clears throat> Lyra's not defeated as she was with that glon fight, so... She'll just sort of pick up the whip that was on the ground, put it in her, her coat and without paying too much attention to Anon's Zaris and mail, is just going to walk home. Well, not walk home, and walk to the, the coin.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So,
0: I'll tell you what. If everybody is going to be following suit, feel free to tell me now.
5: Yep. Yeah, sounds good.
0: Anon? Yeah, I'm coming. Okay. Then we're going to leave off of there for just now. However, that's not the end of the session because we're going to do something that we haven't done in a little while.
1: Yay, the
2: end credit scene. Yay, I've not seen one of these in
1: fucking ages.
0: Tonight, we've seen everything that's going down on the material plane. But if you've been listening to Duckies and Darkens for long enough, you know that the scope of this campaign does not simply end on the mortal world. It carries on past what we like to call the Divine Gate into the realm of the gods. And that's where we're closing out this session for this week in the palace of the Vardorian pantheon in the great hall the hall of creation the doors these monumentally monolithic ethereal carved stonework doors grind open sound echoing throughout this vast chamber of the most beautifully polished marble ever thought to be put into existence light bathing every surface bouncing off in all directions and at the far end situated on this wide open plan balcony balcony that looks out to miles and miles and miles of luscious green healthy grassland tree life orchard vegetation plant life You name it. A picturesque oasis. Stands. The god. That birthed. Vardor. The Deliverer. Footsteps echo. Through the hall of creation. As his brother. The conqueror. The warrior. Saton. As the. Mortal populace. Initially know him as. Marches across the floor space towards his brother before saying brother again I find myself stood before you on the brink of begging begging that you do what needs to be done and you act our people need us they need us so please allow me to venture down there and help protect that what we have built hands clasped on the the balcony looking out over this peaceful serenity coated land the deliverer lowers his head and says you know full well i cannot allow such a thing the balance must always be upheld his brother cuts him off immediately immediately saying, Do not dare speak to me of balance. You sit here in these halls upon this throne and watch as the lives that we gave birth to are being ravaged. Pushed to the brink of calamity, their homelands desolated, their lives, freedoms, and safety irrevocably torn from their arms. No. No. I will not have you lecture me about balance, Azal. I have pleaded with you to send an emissary, a protector, and yet you've done nothing. Take a look around you, brother. This balance you so selfishly speak of is so tipped that it stands on the point where one wrong move threatens to flip it upon its head. I have spent the last 800 years knowing in my heart that a day like this would come where we would have to repeat the action that I hold as my deepest transgression. That a day would come where our brother, our flesh and blood would once again be able to sway the balance of our world again. Do you have any semblance of an idea of the responsibility that we have to our people let me remind you almost a million souls of our creation look to me and pray pray for the steel of their blades to hold true the shields not to splinter and their spine to stand toe to toe on the field of battle it is my duty to give them the courage they need to protect what they love and to do so in a way that will allow them the strength to believe that they will return home to the ones who await them. Look at me, Azal. Even the Concordia Draconica, the ones you entrusted to safely watch over Vardor, cannot be kept from the same fates that now tear the fabric of their world apart. The Deliverer stands in solemn silence. An eternity washes by when in actuality it's only about five seconds before Saturn grips his hands into a fist and slams them into one of the concrete pillars beside him cracking it fine you sit here protected by your halls but i will no longer watch my people our people be slain in the worlds with their blood in the thousands and if you choose to do so i would happily spend a mortal lifetime protecting my people with every last breath and stay here eternally debating with my own conscience as to whether inaction was the best path to travel. The Conqueror A divine pillar of strength, courage, heroism, and stoicness their face, a picture of ruin, in this tumultuous, emotional moment, turns their back on their brother and walks from the Great Hall. As he reaches the doors of which he entered, the Deliverer's voice echoes throughout the entire space, saying, you think my actions selfish. You think my actions wrong. You see me as some kind of monster, a deserter. Maybe I am in your eyes. That is for you to bear the burden off. But I believe in the strength of my people. I believe that they will overcome this. And that Vardor will prevail. With a bowed head. Before he closes the doors of the great hall. The conqueror simply says. Then you best pray to yourself brother. That the day never comes where you have to bury me and the doors close. The Conqueror makes his way across a courtyard of staggering simplicity. No statues, no fountains, no lavish displays of flower organization and color. Just a simple cobblestone courtyard and continues walking and walking until in this realm of their own creation the sun begins to set and almost as though reaching the very edge of the world itself the conqueror stands in front of a gate of golden metallic energy places his hand upon the lock and turns before watching this gate that's no larger than himself no larger than six feet just simply gently swing open he shrugs off his glistening armor removes his helm and drops his weapons and steps through the gate between the world of the gods and the world that he helped to create he steps foot in Vardor but does he step through still retaining his divinity or does he forsaken the very thing that differentiates himself from his people And casts himself out voluntarily, lowering himself to that of just the same flesh and blood that he heartbreakingly wishes to defend. To answer that question, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to keep on listening to the campaign. Because that's where we're going to end up for tonight. Thank you very much to everybody for listening to the episode. And once again, if you are from... The uh, the festival Facebook page. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Ladies and gentlemen, my name has been Mayhem. This is Duckies and Dargons. We will join you next time so that I can completely rebalance the next fight that these assholes are going to go into so that they don't... It's not f-
2: me that you need to worry about or I don't need to worry about. You need to nerf those two.
0: Yeah, I can't nerf Tony. I can't nerf overkill.
2: Yes, you can. Just change your stat sheets a little bit in the next level up. Oh, sorry, you can't gain anything. Uh, You've got. To, you got to get demoted. <laughs> Spoiler alert, as the
3: deliverer steps through the gate, he explodes, Nobshkin. <laughs> you were almost right.
0: Um... But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next time with another episode of Duggies and Dargons where we see how, uh... How Alera, Meldir, Anon, and Zarrus plan to take down target number two on their list and whether or not it brings them one step closer to apprehending Salathir before the time is up. They now only have roughly three and three-quarter days. But I'm going to be an asshole. Like I said, that I was going to be... At the end of the uh the combat. I'm gonna be an asshole. There's one final obstacle. Hey Alara. Mm-hmm. How would you like to meet the Commandant?
2: One on one? Yes.
0: It can be one on one or all of you.
3: You are not gonna say Commandant and think Alara is gonna be the only one.
2: Ellen's not the commandant.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or is she? I know. You can uh you can decide to go alone, or you can decide to take everybody with you. It's entirely up to you. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, but above all else. Roll a hundred. Watch him
2: whip. Solomon Ray.
0: <laughs> roll 165 fucking damage in one turn and make your dm have a midlife crisis because i genuinely think with all the midlife crises i've had up until this point i think 28 is the halfway point <laughs> so yeah we'll catch you next time guys have a good one